You're listening to Weekly Devotions with Pastor James, a podcast devoted to helping you with your walk with Jesus. We do this by looking at the scriptures through devotions and messages every week. For more information, you can find us at gardeningthewell.com and would love for you to connect with us over there. Uh, You can visit our blog, you can visit our bookstore, and you can connect with us and shoot us some feedback. Send us questions, maybe something you'd like to hear an episode on. And with that said, uh, let's jump into it today. Have you ever failed at anything in life? If so, what led to that failure? Well, we're going to talk about that in this week's episode, and so glad to have you with us today. Pray that you are doing well. If you don't know, uh, we take a couple minutes every week to have a devotional, and sometimes I throw my messages up there from the church that I pastor, and uh, hopefully uh, they are a blessing to you. And if you haven't done so already, uh, depending on where you're, you're listening and, and what you're listening through, you could like this episode, subscribe, would really appreciate if you if you subscribe, uh, share it, give us a comment, and uh, as you heard, you can catch us with uh, guardingthewell.com, and we'd love to hear from you over there as well. But there's been many times in my life, and maybe you could agree with me, that I have failed. There's been things that I have done that... That's not right. Uh, you can go to school, and um, I wasn't the best student in high school. Um, I just didn't apply myself, and so I failed a lot. How many times have you failed in life? Now, let me zoom in on that because that could be a broad question. So let me rephrase that and ask you this. When it comes to Jesus, how many times have you failed here? Where there was something that you knew that Jesus wanted you to do, but you didn't do it and you knew it and you knew going into it that, you know, this is what Jesus wants me to do, whether it is to give something to somebody, whether it is to tell somebody about him, whatever the case may be, and you didn't do it. What led into that? Now, there's been times in my life where I know that the Lord has wanted me to do something and I've, I've went and I've done that. Um, I've shared on here stories of of that before, but I also know of times where the job that I had before I was a pastor, and even as a pastor, there has been times where I knew the Lord wanted me to do something, but I didn't do it, and I failed. And so my question to you is, why is it that you and I fail? What leads to our failure in those moments? Well, For a lot of us, we'd say, well, the moment was too big for us, or uh, in the moment we chickened out. Well, that may be true, but I'm here to tell you that most likely you failed, I failed in that moment, not because the moment was too big for us, but because you and I did not spend the time we needed beforehand to be prepared for that moment. And so it was our lack of preparation that caused you and I to fail. Uh, And the reason I say that is because of Peter. Maybe you know the story of Peter where Peter denies Jesus three times. It is a very popular and well-known event that took place in Peter's life. And it is the night that Jesus has been arrested. He is going uh, on trial before uh, the high priest and before the Sanhedrin. And right before he gets shipped on over to Pilate and then to Herod and back to Pilate and all that mess, if you would, 
Peter is in the courtyard, and he wants to know what is taking place with Jesus. And in short, uh, Peter is warming himself by a fire, and a servant girl says not once but twice, hey, you're one of his, referring to Jesus. You're one of his followers. And both times, Peter denies it. And then the third time, uh, Peter is is there. And just a group of people, because of the way Peter spoke, and, you know, if you have an accent, if you're listening from me, I know a lot of you have listened from uh, Germany and Israel and different parts of the United States. You could probably say that I have an accent. Well, Peter had an accent as well. He is from Galilee. And so the people People in Jerusalem would know that Peter uh, was not from around there, that he was a Galilean because of the accent he had. And so they said to him, because of your accent, you have to be one of his. And what Peter does is he, he calls curses down upon himself. And uh, what Peter says is he goes, may God condemn me if I'm not telling you the truth. I don't know the man. And it is at that point in time that the rooster crows and Peter remembers the words of Jesus because Peter has now denied Jesus three times, just like Jesus said he would. Peter failed. He denied Jesus. But was it because the servant girl was too much of a threat to Peter? Was Peter too afraid of this teenage girl or the group of people that are around there uh, for that third time? Maybe, but I don't think so. I think there's a lot of things that played a role in Peter's denial beforehand that caused him to fail. And I want to share those with you on this week's episode. And I have a couple things as to why Peter lost, why he was defeated, why he failed in this moment. And I want to read to you um, a couple of verses here or there as, as we go through. And I'm pulling everything from uh, Mark chapter 14. Uh, if you're interested, we're just, I'm going to read some verses as, as we go on. But one of the things that caused Peter to fa- um, fail is this. Peter slept when he should have been praying. And I want to say that again to you because that is so important. Peter slept when he should have been praying. If you go back to earlier that evening to uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, and if you know the scriptures, you, you probably have an idea of this event, but Jesus was in the, the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying. And what he did was he got to the garden. He left most of his disciples, we'll say at the entryway to the garden. And then he took three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and they went into like deeper, farther into the garden. And Jesus asked them, please stay here and pray for me. I'm going to go over there and pray as well. And Jesus asked these three men to pray for him. And Jesus would come back and he would find them sleeping. He'd wake them up and go, can't you just pray for me? And Jesus would go away, pray. He'd come back. They were asleep again. And Jesus went off a third time to pray. And when he came back, the men were still asleep. And you can make the argument that Jesus won his battle because he prayed. He was strengthened by the Father. He was encouraged and he was equipped to go uh, through what he was about to go through. But Peter, on the other hand, he failed. Uh, He failed in acknowledging Jesus, standing up for Christ, uh, confessing him as Lord. He failed in that because he slept when he should have been praying. Now, I'm not telling you that you need to stay awake every single night and never sleep to pray. 
But what I am saying is this, there's many times in our lives that we are not prepared for the battles that we're going to face because we don't spend the time in prayer that we should be spending on a daily basis, just a regular basis, a regular time of prayer where we're bringing things to the Lord in prayer, where we're asking God to strengthen us, to equip us for the things that are going to come our way that we don't even know about. Peter didn't know about this. So he wouldn't have been able to pray specifically, Lord, help me to acknowledge you before the servant girl. He didn't know that was going to come. But if Peter would prayed, saying something along these lines, Lord, you know, I know things are going to come my way in the next couple hours, next couple days uh, that I don't know about. Can you prepare me? Can you strengthen me? Can you encourage me and equip me for those moments? he would have been much better. And so Peter failed because he slept when he should have been praying. But another reason that Peter failed is this. He didn't listen to the words of Jesus. That same night, Jesus told Peter a couple of times, he said, you know what, Peter? He says this in Mark chapter 14, verse 36. He goes, Peter, I tell you the truth today. Yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. And Jesus told Peter a couple times that night, he goes, Peter, you're going to disown me. You're going to deny me. And every time Jesus said that to Peter, Peter came back going, no, I'm not going to deny you. I'm, I, I will go to jail for you. I will die for you. Jesus, you don't know me well enough. Imagine saying that to Jesus. You don't well know me good enough. That's what Peter says. Because Jesus, you don't know me. I'm not going to deny you. And one of the reasons that you and I fail is because we don't listen to the words of Jesus. We ignore them. We don't pay any attention to them. And one of the reasons that we don't pay attention to them or we ignore the words of Jesus is the third reason why Peter failed. And the reason Peter failed is this. He thought he was stronger than he was. You see, Peter slept when he should have been praying. Peter ignored the words of Jesus because he, was, he thought he was stronger than he actually was. You and I have something called pride. And sometimes the pride is, is, is okay. Uh, we have it in check and we're, we're just happy about something. We know we can do something. We're not like prideful, prideful about it. But then there's other times where our pride gets the best of us and we think that we're so strong, that we can handle anything that is thrown at us, that we can do absolutely anything. And we, we, don't, have, we don't need the Lord. And that's where Peter was at. Peter thought he was so strong in, in the Lord, that he was so strong in his faith that he could handle everything. And Jesus is going, Peter, you're not, you're not that strong. You, you need me. You need to hear the words that I'm uttering. You, you need to put your faith, your trust, your dependence upon me. You're not as strong as you think you are. And sometimes we fail because we allow ourselves to get into situations, temptations that we think we can overcome by ourselves and we can't. And so we lose that fight. We lose that battle because we're trusting and depending upon ourselves and not the Lord. And so Peter failed in front of that servant girl because he slept when he should have been praying. He didn't listen to the words of Jesus, and he thought he was stronger than he actually was. 
But there's a couple other reasons why Peter failed uh, that night with that servant girl and denied Jesus. And what that is, is this. You could uh, find it in uh, chapter 14 of Mark and verse 54. It says, Peter followed him, that's Jesus, at a distance. And we could stop right there. Peter followed Jesus at a distance. Let me ask you this. How close are you following Jesus? Are you following Jesus at a distance or are you following him step for step? Are you walking with him right next to him? Or is there a great big distance between you and him? That maybe your following of Jesus is, you know what? I'll follow Jesus on Sundays or I'll go to church. Or maybe maybe you, in our culture, even today, you're not going to church. Maybe you just go, you know, I'll follow Jesus. And every once in a while, I will uh, pull a sermon up on YouTube or I'll go to my quote unquote church and maybe I'll watch the live stream or I'll watch the replay of the message. And that's me following Jesus. But uh, I, I'm not really going to pray much during the day. I'm not going to tell people at work or my neighbors that I love Jesus. I believe in Jesus. And I'm going to kind of just follow at a distance because I don't want to be known by as a follower of Jesus. I don't want people to see me by that for, for whatever reason. When you and I follow Jesus at a distance, it sets us up for failure. It really and truly does. Because that's what Satan is watching for. He's waiting for. Satan looks around waiting for prey, you know, a victim, if you would, to be following Jesus at a distance. Because here's what happens. If you take any relationship that you have, whether it is if you're married with your spouse, if you have kids with them, uh, maybe with your parents, maybe with your best friends, whoever, any relationship that you take, if you put a lot of space, a lot of distance between you and that person, what happens to the relationship between you and them? Well, it struggles. It becomes weak. There's a lot of space in there for distractions. There's a lot of area in there for uh, arguments and things along those lines to come in to attack and weaken the relationship that you have. And so when we're following Jesus at a distance, guess what happens? There's that space that we have created for Satan to come in and do what Satan does, and that is deceive, to tempt, to destroy, to try to kill our relationship and our walk with Jesus. And that's why it's so important that we follow Jesus closely, that we're doing everything that we can on a daily basis, not to follow, uh, I mean, to follow Jesus as close and as personal as we as we possibly can, not for us to earn salvation or anything along those lines, but for us just to be strengthened, for us to be encouraged, for us to have a close walk with Jesus and to help keep Satan as bay. Because if you're close to Jesus, guess what? Satan doesn't have that much room to sneak in in your lives. But if you're following at a distance, you're giving Satan a wide open space in your life to attack you and to set you up for failure. And that is exactly what happens with Peter here. He failed because he followed Jesus at a distance, but that's not it. Notice what else happens. 
Peter followed him, that's Jesus, at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There, Peter sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. Now, the guards there may be, possibly, could be some of the same guards that had just come back from arresting Jesus. And there's Peter blending in with them. One of the reasons that we fail is because we try to blend in with those in the world. We try to be like them. We try to look like them. We try to do what they're doing. We try to sound like them. That's what Peter is doing here. Although I don't want to look like Jesus. I don't want to sound like Jesus here. I don't want, I don't want to be doing the things that Jesus would be doing here. I'm just going to blend in with these guards, warm myself by the fire, and hopefully they don't recognize me and know that I'm a follower of Jesus. We're trying to blend in with the world. Is that you? Are you failing in what God is asking you to do in your life because you're trying to be too much like the world? That you're trying to look like the world, sound like the world, act like the world. You're trying to blend in with them around the fire like Peter did with the guards. When we do that, we're becoming more like the world and less like Jesus. When we try to blend in with the world, guess what? Once again, that's giving Satan an opportunity in your life to weaken you, to weaken your walk with the Lord. And that's going to cause when Jesus asks you to do something, not to be prepared, not to be strong enough, and we fail. And so we fail because we sleep when we should be praying. We fail because we don't listen to the words of Jesus. We fail because we think that we're stronger than we actually are. We fail because we follow Jesus at a distance instead of being close to him. And we fail because we try to blend in with the, those in the world instead of being like Jesus. And maybe one of or multiple of those reasons or what is causing you to fail right now what God is asking you to do. But let me encourage you. You and I have failed Jesus, just like Peter. But you know what? Jesus knows that that failure was going to come, just like he did with Peter. I mentioned to you that Jesus told Peter, Peter, you're going to deny me tonight. And Jesus told Peter that like two or three times that night. Jesus knew that Peter was going to deny him. Jesus knows that when you and I are going to fail him. And yet he doesn't kick us to the curb. He doesn't kick you to the curb. He's not done with you. He's not finished with you. He still loves you. And there's a grace in that. There's a forgiveness in this. Because Peter's story doesn't end with his sin here. Peter's story is continued because of the restoration that Jesus gives to him, the forgiveness that Jesus gives to him. If you go to the end of the Gospel of John, you see Jesus after the resurrection coming to Peter, and, and three times Jesus goes, Peter, do you love me? And Peter goes, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And the reason Jesus asked Peter three times if he loves him is because Peter denied Jesus three times. It is Jesus giving Peter an opportunity to repent and confess of his sin, to acknowledge Jesus as Lord and confess his love for Jesus. And there's a restoration in that. There's a healing in that. There's a grace in that. There's a forgiveness in that. There's a newness of life in that. And that same newness of life is there for you and I. That when we fail, when we sin, when we fall short, we can come to Jesus and go, Jesus, I failed. I messed up. I sinned. 
I love you and I confess you. Will you forgive me? And Jesus goes, yes, I will. Maybe you need to be reminded of the grace that the gospel gives to you this day. Jesus loves you and he's there for you. And so maybe hopefully prayerfully that you could look into your life and see if you're doing any one of these things that cause Peter to fail and, and you can repent of them and find the grace and the forgiveness that Peter found and that Jesus would give to you so that you would uh, just start afresh today and continue to move forward with Jesus. Pray that this has been a blessing to you and pray that you have a great day. And if you haven't already, like, share, comment on this video. Uh, connect with us at guardingthewell.com. We would really love to hear from you. Uh, you take care. Have a great day.